Acts chapter 1. No, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Acts 2, 1 through 3. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. When the day of Pentecost finally had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, someone shout suddenly. Suddenly. There came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves and they rested on each one of them. And they were all, someone shout all. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Man, Father, we wanna be filled with your spirit. I pray, Lord, that you would come like a mighty rushing wind and fill every last one of us with your spirit, God, in a powerful and profound way, a way that would transform our lives, in a way that would transform the way we look at you and we approach you. Let that happen, Lord. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, I pray right now that by your Spirit that you would enlighten the eyes of our hearts so that we can know you better. I pray right now, Lord, that I would decrease so that, Holy Spirit, you would increase in this place. I pray that your anointing would go forth this morning. I pray you would help me right now, Lord, to be able to deliver this word you've given me, this suddenly word. And I pray each and every heart here is open to receive this word. Strengthen us, challenge us, convict us, and build us this morning. And I pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Before you're seated, high five three people. And I want you to tell them this. Say, I have a suddenly faith. That's what I want you to tell them. I have a suddenly faith. I have a suddenly faith. Now, I know it's good to see each and every one of you here this morning. I'll tell you what, let's just hop right into it this morning because I believe the Lord wants to take us somewhere uh, today profound. And I believe that that by the end of of the message today that God's gonna do something incredible at the altar. And so we're gonna gonna go through this. It's gonna be a little quicker uh, than, than normal, the message, but I really feel like God wants to show up and suddenly move in multiple people's lives here um, today, but, but I do have a word. So if you guys could help me, can I have the, the, the title slide, please? Can you guys help me announce the title of my message? Come on, let's say it together. A suddenly faith. One more time. A suddenly faith. Now, how many of you, by the show of hands, so I'm going to need some crowd participation. I have to wake up for a moment. But how many of you enjoy sports? That's a pretty easy one. 98% of you. I know you. Like, How many of you enjoy sports? Like you really enjoy them. You enjoy watching them. You enjoy playing them. Or maybe you're like me. You used to enjoy playing them because now if you try to play them, you tear something or break something. And so I've been reduced, forced to just watch sports now. Um, You know, I get to play golf, but that's, that's about it anymore. But 
No, man, I tell you, I, I really do. I like sports. I, I like to watch my kids play sports. Actually, I like to, to watch a lot of your kids uh, play sports. I, I like to watch my, my teams play sports. Right now, I know many of you don't agree with my team's choice, but Jesus is able to, to bring unity in the body. Um, no, but for real, man, I, I really do. I, I enjoy sports quite a quite a bit. And, and if you're anything like me, then, then you like to watch the sporting event, your team, all the way to the end, right? Like, you rarely leave the game early. You rarely turn it off early. You rarely, you know, stop before the, the, the last buzzer sounds, before the final point is scored. You, you don't change the channel or, or leave. And, and why is that? Why do we stay until the end? Because we've seen so many crazy things happen in sports, man. Absolutely insane things. You know, I, I can remember one time, this was many, many years ago. I was watching uh, the NBA finals uh, when the NBA was good. But anyway, um, I was watching this about 20 years ago, and I'm, I'm showing my age now. But, and, and I'll never forget it, right? The Lakers are in the NBA finals. They're down by nearly 20 points headed into the fourth quarter. And up to that point in the game, there looked like zero sign of hope. Like it Man, there's no way, because they look like they were completely dead. Like they, they, they're not coming out here to win this game today. And then, and then suddenly, Kobe Bryant goes off, right? And he has like over 20 points in the fourth quarter, setting a record for NBA finals and all this in the fourth quarter. And the Lakers come back, right? They storm back and they win the game and then ultimately win the NBA championship, which excited me greatly at that time. Um, not so much anymore, but... But, but you know, I, I watched Kobe do that on so many different occasions that no matter how many points the Lakers were down headed into the fourth quarter, I, didn't, I really didn't care because I was like, I know this dude could turn it on, flip this situation around, and suddenly the game take this drastic shift and the Lakers win the game. And see, I think that's one of the, the, the reasons we really enjoy sports, right? Be, because here, here's the thing, like as long as there's still time left on the clock, as long as there's still just one out remaining, we still got hope. We, we can still believe that all of a sudden, everything can change in an instant. We, we believe that. Because anything can happen if there's still time left for it to happen. It's a huge reason it's so enjoyable to, to many of us. Because of those suddenly, them suddenly moments. Because of those unexpected moments that could bring about immediate change in an instant, right? And so today I wanna, I wanna talk to you about a suddenly faith. Because listen to me, church, here's the truth. We are a people who should have a suddenly faith. Because we serve a God who specializes in suddenly, suddenly moments that will produce immediate change in our situation. So no matter what we have going on, no matter what we're going through, no matter how long we've been going through it or dealing with it, we can still have hope. We can still believe that God will show up and immediately change everything 
in an instant. Amen. Suddenly faith. You know, the word of God uses this word suddenly throughout the scriptures, throughout Old Testament and New Testament, throughout history, right? Which, which tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hear me, just like Zach said, God is still moving. God's still speaking. God is still pouring out his spirit upon his people, those who are willing to lay it all down in order to be filled up by him. I've, I've said this up here multiple times, right, from this, this stage. God will never send anyone empty, away empty, unless we come full of ourselves. Hear me, if we leave this place without having an encounter with God, it's our fault, not his. Hear me. And I've done it several times where I've left, even though I'm the one up here preaching, I leave and I'm not transformed by the presence of God. And I don't know about you, I'm sick of that crap. I'll just be honest. Like I, I'm, I'm done coming into the presence of God with the people of God and not experiencing an incredible encounter with, with God. And, and because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he's, he's sitting there moving suddenly throughout the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, which tells us that God loves to show up and move for his people suddenly. And see, here's what the word suddenly means. It literally means in the Hebrew and the Greek, every time it's used in the scriptures, it means immediately. It means immediately. Now, I would venture to guess and probably take a pretty good educated guess that most of us like the sound of that, right? Like, we like this truth that, oh my goodness, I serve a God who can change my situation suddenly, right? We, we love that. We love that suddenly God can come and take what the enemy meant for harm and he can use it for our good. I would say most of us really, really like that. But what can prove to be very difficult for you and I in this life is that we, we sometimes can think that suddenly means quickly. That's what we can think. Like, oh, well, well, suddenly means quickly. But suddenly doesn't always mean quickly. Suddenly means immediately. It means immediately. See, oftentimes what happens is this, is we want God to show up and move on our timetable, right? We've got it all laid out. We've got our five-year plan, our 10-year plan, our 20-year plan, and oh, whoa, whoa, God, it's been six years, not five. Wait a minute. I'm gonna need you to move quickly, right? We, we, we want God to show up and move on our timetable because we want him to move quickly. Quickly give us that promotion. Quickly elevate us to that position. Quickly take us through whatever situation that we find ourselves in. But see, sometimes God doesn't show up and move quickly, but we have to have the faith that he will always show up and move suddenly. And some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy. So let me, let me use the scriptures to provide for you the, the explanation because I don't wanna just be up here spouting off random things because God gave me this using the word of God. Hear me. The word of God will always line up with the word of God. So if God speaks something to you, it better be right here. Because if it ain't, it probably ain't from him. I'm just saying. God doesn't speak outside of his word. Amen. Amen. So in Exodus, in the book of Exodus, we see this play out time and time again. And what we find in the book of Exodus is 
is a story about the people of God, the Israelites, and they're enslaved to the Egyptians. And they've been slaved for over 400 years. Over 400 years, they were in captivity. They were in slavery. And I will guarantee you multiple times throughout that time, they would have asked God to show up and move quickly. Like, like God, show up. I mean, I'm sick of being a slave. I'm sick of being bound. I'm, I'm tired of this. God, show up and move quickly amongst your, your people. And I think we can all agree 400 years isn't quickly. Shoot, most of us have a hard time waiting on God for 40 minutes, let alone 40, 400 years, right? Like for real, five minutes, we sit down and read the word. If I don't get something super you know, profound in that five minutes, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go pay a bill. I'm gonna go clean my bathroom. I don't know, whatever. We go do something different. But 400 years is not quickly at all. But the Bible says until one day, one day the cries of his people made it to the throne room. Until the one day where he says, I heard the cries of my people. In other words, what he's saying, when my people got desperate enough for me, when my people came to me humbly and laid down before me, when my, when my people repented to me, then God moved. Then God moved suddenly. And he suddenly moved in this situation. And he immediately raises up this man named Moses. And Moses is the one that, that led the people out, delivered the people from over 400 years of slavery. And man, that Exodus story, right? It's, it's filled with a bunch of suddenly moments. See, God didn't show up quickly, but he, but he showed up suddenly, 400 years, and then he shows up. And, and I mean, it's crazy all the different things that God suddenly did, right? They run into the Red Sea. He splits the Red Sea suddenly. It was immediately, no sign of anything changing. The army's, you know, barreling down on them. They're stuck, they're trapped, they're about ready to be killed. And boom, God immediately opens up the Red Sea. They walk right through it, right? He drops manna from heaven, feeds them from, from the dew of heaven. They start eating all these, you know, honey cakes and all this really good stuff. I can just taste it now, but... Um, I've been like on an unending fast on breakfast, so <laughs> honey cake sounds really good right now. But anyway, train of thought, train of thought. There's all kinds of these suddenly moments, right? Quail come in from the east. There was no quail. There's no sign of them. But immediately God shows up and transforms and changes their situation. And, and my point, my point is, my point in, the, in all this is this. We can't afford to get quickly and suddenly mixed up. We can't afford to do that. Like we can't afford to think that if God don't show up quickly, that he's not gonna show up suddenly. Hear me. We can't afford that. See, you and I must have a suddenly faith, not a quickie faith, a suddenly faith. We must trust that no matter how long we're dealing with the thing we're dealing with, no matter how long we've been struggling through the thing that we're struggling with, we serve a God who will move suddenly. And then he will immediately change our situation. Just like he did for the people of Israel when he delivered them out of the hands of the Egyptians. There was no signs that God was gonna do any of that. But God showed up suddenly and moved 
for his people. And the Bible is filled, right, filled with these suddenly moments because we serve a God who specializes in the suddenly. And in Acts chapter nine, right, Acts chapter nine, I love what happens in Acts nine. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Because in Acts nine, right, we, we see this man named Saul burst onto the scene in the scriptures. This is where he comes to, to our attention, Acts chapter nine. And we all know him now as the apostle Paul. But this is when he was, when he was Saul. And what Saul was doing to the church was, was wild, man. He was beating them, he was arresting them, he was killing them. Anyone who gave their life to Jesus, he was coming right at him, coming for him, searching, hunting them down. But I love what happens in Acts chapter nine, verse three, because this is what it says. It says, as Saul neared Damascus on his journey. Now, remind you, he's headed to Damascus. He's on this journey to arrest and to find and to ridicule and to beat and to kill anyone who was a Christian, anyone. And so what this is saying is, is as Saul is on his way to do all that to the people of God, suddenly, someone shout suddenly, suddenly a light from heaven flashes around him. In other words, suddenly Jesus encounters him. Suddenly he has this, this moment with God. And Jesus encounters this man named Saul. And so as Saul is busy persecuting Jesus, this is what it shows us. As Saul is busy persecuting Jesus, Jesus was busy pursuing Saul. And Jesus shows up suddenly. He wasn't expecting it. He had lived a certain way for, for many, 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 many years. Matter of fact, he thought he was doing the right thing. But suddenly, God showed up in an instant. And then Saul goes from Saul, the persecutor of the church, to the apostle Paul, the builder of the church. And how can that happen immediately? Because we serve a God who is the God of a suddenly. These suddenly moments. And look, man, maybe, maybe, maybe you're here today and... And there's some things in your life and maybe you're, you're sort of like Saul in, in the context of like where you don't really want anything to do with Jesus. You, you want nothing to do with the church or maybe it's even a step further. Maybe you're here today to try to persecute the church and to stop what God is, is doing in the church. But I really felt like when I was preparing this message, the Lord was like, no, I want you to speak specifically to them that I'm here to encounter them that I'm here to draw them in, that you may be here to persecute him and not want nothing to do with him, but Jesus is pursuing you and wants to change your entire life. And I believe today will be a suddenly moment for, for many of us. Or look, maybe you're, maybe you're here today, man, and you got people in your life, loved ones, whether that's a grandpa or grandma, I don't know, mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, who is a lot like Saul. Like they don't want nothing to do with Jesus. They want nothing to do with the church. They're a bunch of frauds and hypocrites. If I had money to, to count how many times my grandfather said that, <laughs> maybe, maybe you have family members like that. Listen to me, don't, don't, don't you dare stop praying for them and you believe in God for their suddenly moment where God will transform them. I, I know I have never stopped praying for them. 
Never, because I'm believing God to show up and immediately change his entire perspective. Immediately have a light shine about him and encounter God in an incredible way to change his, his life. Don't stop praying and believing for a suddenly moment for someone else. Because listen, if God can change Saul to Paul, he can do the same thing for you and your loved one. Because he is the same yesterday, today. What he did for him, he will do for us today. Amen. He could take anyone from hating the church to all of a sudden now building the church. Because God is the God of the suddenly. Man, we're, we're to have a suddenly, a suddenly faith and believe that God will move in these suddenly moments. Now look, if you fast forward to Acts chapter 16, right? You're in nine, we see that, we jump to Acts chapter 16. And what we find is, we find Paul, who was the artist formerly known as Saul, right? And he's, now he's got a buddy, he's got a sidekick, right, running with him, and his name is, is Silas. And here these men of God are, they're in prison. They're in prison. And the reason they're locked up is because they cast out a demon out of this little slave girl, okay? They're preaching the saving power of Jesus Christ. People's lives are being transformed. People are being set free. People are being healed right and left. God is encountering these people immediately, transforming their situations because of Paul and Silas suddenly faith. It's transforming these people in this entire region. Well, it upsets a bunch of these people. And, and hear me, here's, here's the truth. Not everybody's gonna be excited when you pursue the word of God. I'm telling you, not everybody is going to be in agreement with you when you're doing the work of God. Matter of fact, the Bible says something different. Be worried when everybody speaks well of you. That's a problem. If nobody has anything bad to say about you, then, then, there's, a, then there's a problem. This is what Jesus tells us. And so here is, is the apostle Paul and this man named Silas. They're doing the work of God, which gets them locked up in, in prison. And in Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and 26, look what it says. It says this, at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Now you got to picture what's happening right here. These men have shackles on their feet, shackles on their hands. They're locked in the middle of a jail cell and they begin singing and praising God. And it goes on to say, and the other prisoners were listening to them. The other prisoners were able to, to hear them and receive from them. And suddenly, someone shout suddenly. suddenly. There was a, a violent earthquake. It shook the foundations of the prison to the point to where all at once the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Every chain in the entire prison, not just Paul and Silas's chains, not just their prison doors, every single prison door, every single chain of every person there. See, because Paul and Silas had a suddenly faith, God showed up suddenly and immediately, broke their chains, broke the things that were trying to bind them and keep them from doing what God had called them to do. And not only set them free, didn't just set them too free, it changed immediately everyone else around them. It set everyone around them free. God showed up suddenly for them 
and immediately changed everything and everyone around them instantly. Every prisoner got saved. Even the jailer and his entire family get saved, baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. Immediately, immediately. One moment they're locked up in prison. The next moment they're all set free and they're having, a, they're having church. Unbelievable. You know, I've had people ask me, they, they've said, hey, who, who would you say has the most effective pr uh, prison ministry? I always wonder why people ask me that. I guess, because I've been there, I don't know. But I'm like, it has to be Paul and Silas, right? Like, it has to be. I mean, they were there one night and saved the entire jail and even the jailers, amen. Unbelievable. But because they had a suddenly faith, that's why that every single person in that jail and every single person around them, their lives was changed forever. See, our suddenly moments have the ability to immediately change our lives and the lives of those around us. This is why we are to have a suddenly faith church, to increase our faith for the suddenly moments and believe God for moments that will immediately change the future unexpectedly. In Matthew chapter five, Matthew five, we find this, this woman who had the issue of blood is what the Bible says, okay? And it says that this woman spent everything she had, all of her wealth, trying to, to get healed of this disease, of this issue, trying to get fixed. See, she wanted, she wanted the quick fix, but what she found was is that no one could help her. That not a single doctor could help her. Modern medicine didn't have anything to offer her. Until one day, she heard that Jesus that Jesus was coming through her town. She heard that. And the Bible says that she thought to herself, she didn't even say it, she just thought to herself. She, she thought to herself, if I can just, if I could only touch the hem of his garment, I don't even need him to pray for me. I don't even need him to recognize me. I don't even need him to touch me. I just gotta touch him. And if I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be completely set free. I will suddenly and immediately be healed of all my disease, immediately set free. She's like, I've tried all the quick fixes, right? And I've dealt with this issue for 12 solid years, 12 solid years, which isn't quickly at all. But I'm no longer looking for the quickie fix. I want the suddenly fixed. I want a suddenly fix. And the Bible, and the Bible says this, and it's clear. It says, as soon as she got close enough to touch just the hem of his garment, she was immediately healed. She could feel immediately in her body a complete change. And did you know the Bible, the Bible says this, that if you draw near to God, that he'll draw near to you? Did, did you know that? D did you know that the Bible, the Bible says this, if you seek him, you'll find him. If, if you seek him with your whole heart, with everything that is within you, you will, you'll find him. See church, if we seek him with a suddenly faith, he will immediately move on our behalf. He'll immediately change situations in our lives. See, see God desires to move suddenly in our situations. But sometimes, listen to me, sometimes he wants to see, 
if we will seek him hard enough, if we will go after him long enough. See, see sometimes God just wants to see what, we're, what, what are we gonna do? How, how, how bad do we wanna touch him? Because see, a lot of times we're waiting on God to touch us and God's saying, no, 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 you need to touch me. You're waiting for me to touch you quickly? No, 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 I need you to touch me so I can move suddenly. I just wanna move your heart. That's all I wanna do. I just wanna stand in awe. God's waiting for us to touch him. See, maybe we're looking for God just to, to do something quickly in our lives. And he's waiting for us to press in and believe him for the suddenly moments that he's desiring to pour out in our lives. Because when he moves suddenly, then immediately it'll all change. He wants to see, do we have a, a suddenly faith? Or if we're only interested in the quick fix. Because the truth is, most of us, most of the time, we, we want the quick fix. We're not, we're not interested in, this, in the process of, of a suddenly what it takes to press in for the suddenly moments. See, God doesn't always move quickly. I promise you that. He doesn't always move quickly, but he will move suddenly. See, in Acts chapter two, it's a, another incredible suddenly moment. It's absolutely incredible. The disciples, they're all waiting in the upper room. They're all waiting for this promised gift of the Holy Spirit that Jesus had promised them after his resurrection. But here's the thing, they've been waiting now for 50 days. They're waiting for 50 days on this, this gift. And, and I want you to think about what's going on around these people. I mean, think about, yeah, they've seen Jesus resurrected, but it keeps disappearing. Like for real, like they get close enough and they're like, oh my gosh, you're he here and gone, he's gone. Sometimes they don't even recognize him. Was it actually him? Maybe it was, I think it was, yeah, I th yeah. When's he coming back? Is he ever coming back? Where so they got all these unanswered questions and he says, hey, yeah, yeah okay, but, but go wait. I want you to go wait. Just, just chill, just chill until you receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. And what's going on around them are the Romans are after them. The Romans are seeking to kill him. The Sanhedrin, they're pushing it, saying, man, we gotta find these disciples before this place erupts, right? This is what's going on in these men's lives. And they would have all been afraid. Matter of fact, we know they were afraid. They ran from Jesus the night he was killed. They're in hiding because they didn't know what was gonna happen if they'd get caught. And Jesus not only tells them to wait, he tells them to go wait in Jerusalem where the murder of him already happened like where they had killed him. And so he's like, where the hottest spot is, I'm gonna need you to go sit there and I want you just to, to wait. They didn't know what the gift would look like. They didn't know when the gift would come. They just knew they had to wait. And no one can convince me that these men were like, oh, we're cool just to sit and wait on you, God. Like, we're just gonna take our time. We're, I guarantee it that didn't happen. They were people just like us. They're like, God, oh, come on. We need you to move quickly. We need you to hurry up and give us whatever it is we're supposed to receive right now. We need you to, you need, we need you to hurry. And 50 days is not very quickly in my estimation. I don't know, maybe it is to you, but not for me anyway. But here's the thing, because they were willing to wait, man, they experienced their, their suddenly moment with him. Their suddenly moment that, listen, not only transformed their lives, which it absolutely did, 
but it transformed the entire world. The world was flipped upside down by these 12 men because they had this suddenly moment with God. And it says, when the day of Pentecost had finally come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. It filled the whole house. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire distributing themselves and they rested on each and every one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were sitting there, they were waiting, and all of a sudden, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. See, this, this gift, it may not have come to them quickly, but it did come to them suddenly. And suddenly, will always be way better than the things we can get quickly. It will always be way better. God's suddenlies are always way better than our quicklies. See what the Lord wants us to know this morning and experience this morning is that we might think, right, God isn't moving quickly enough in our lives. That we wish that God would move faster. But see, our faith has to be fastened to the truth that God can do more in a suddenly than we'll ever do in our lifetime quickly. In an absolute instant. God wants us to know that he'll show up. And listen, listen, it might be in the midnight hour. There's been plenty of times in my life where God showed up at the last moment where I didn't feel like I could make it any further. I didn't feel like I could keep going on. I didn't, I didn't know how I was gonna make it to the next step. It may be in the midnight hour. It, it may be when the night is at its darkest point. It might be when our situation is at the worst. But if, but if we don't give up, if we don't give up because there's time left on the clock, there's still one out, there's still one out remaining. It may even look at different times like the enemy's winning. I'm telling you, there's been different times where I'm like, oh my gosh, the enemy's getting the better of me right here. May feel like the enemy is, is strategizing better than than God and he's, he's winning. It may seem like that disease just won't go away. Like there's, it's just been holding on to me so long. But hear me, as long as we keep praying, as long as we keep believing, as long as we keep pressing in to God and believing in the suddenly moment, immediately, God can change everything in an instant. You know, I'll never forget it. I was at a church service one time and Man, they were having a powerful move of God, super powerful move of the Holy Spirit. And this man came in, he just stumbled off the street. He actually wheeled himself in off the street just because he was going by and seeing the doors open. And we always gave out free food to people, you know. We were in the inner city, it was a rough place. And he was just driving by. We'd be out there handing out loaves of bread, you know what I mean, whatever, just to create conversation, invite people to church. We did whatever we could do. But this man just wheeled himself into the church building. I'll never forget it. And he had never walked in his life. He comes into this building, not knowing what was going to happen, not knowing anything about what was about to take place. And God suddenly showed up, touched that man, and he stood up for the very first time in his entire life. In his entire life. It absolutely blew my mind. And he had tried everything, all the physical therapy, all the different things, and all that stuff's fine. 
but God moved suddenly and immediately changed his life forever. Listen to me, church, listen to me. Whatever, whatever it is that you're going through in your life, because I'm telling you, this life has a tendency of beating us up, man. It just does. And that's not weak to say, that's just truthful. It just does. But man, we've got to know that we have a suddenly faith that God can show up, that as I lay it down before him, as I trust him with these things, that he can immediately change our circumstances and our situation. And he can take what the enemy meant for harm and he can use it for our good. We've got to believe that he is working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Amen. Come on and stand to your feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Yeah, Lord. Lord, you see every heart, you see every situation. Lord, you see the turmoil inside of our minds, Lord. You see the things that are trying to block us and hold us from coming after you in an even greater measure. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would even if it's just for a moment, remove those things so that we can have a clear path to you. Lord, you see the different struggles that people have been struggling with for years, whether that's unsaved loved ones and addiction, whatever that might be. Lord, I pray today would be their suddenly moment that immediately you would change everything in their life, that you would change it all, Lord. I pray that right now. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that suddenly you would come in like a mighty rushing wind. I pray for your hope to be ushered into this place. I pray that your strength would be ushered into this place. I, I pray that your joy would immediately and suddenly overwhelm our hearts in this place. Lord, I feel the heaviness right now. So Lord, I pray right now that suddenly you would lift it and there would be such a, a joyous moment, Lord, in your presence. I pray that right now, Lord. And Lord, I pray you'd make a way for people to come and lay it before you today so that you can show up suddenly in their lives. And I prayed in Jesus' name. Look, the worship team's gonna sing. We're gonna open the altars for a little bit. And I'm believing God is gonna move as we press in, as we push past the distractions and our comfortability. I'm believing God's gonna, gonna do amazing things this morning in your life in Jesus' name. Come on, Brent.